Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossing's Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. And I'm Hollis Hartman, director of sales for Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk, assisted living and memory care. Every episode, we sit down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way to share it with Connecticut seniors and their families. Now, through our need to connect to innate, uh, many of us uh, frequently feel alone, and loneliness is the state of distress or discomfort that results when one perceives a gap between one's desire for social connection and actual experiences of it. Even some people who are surrounded by others throughout the day and are in long-lasting marriages even still experience a deep and pervasive loneliness. Research suggests that loneliness poses serious threats to well-being as well as long-term physical health. So we decided to sit down today with uh, Trevor Smith. He's a certified certified <laughs> laughter leader with Blue Sky Consulting. Yeah. We wanted to ask him, is there a way to battle the feeling of being lonely and, and feeling isolated? He tells us that there's a thing called a laughter club method that actually brings people together and strengthens relationship. Welcome to the show, Trevor. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here. Laughter club method. Tell us, what's that all about? So this started, this whole laughter club movement started back in the mid-90s from an Indian doctor named Adan Kataria. He was doing some research for a health magazine. As he was doing his research, he was... He said to himself, I need to put this into practice. I'm doing all this research, but I'm not putting it into practice. So he got a group of friends of his, and they went to a local park. That's right, he's in medical practice. So originally, they started doing jokes. And after a while, they had to figure a way to kind of keep this group going. After a while, you run out of jokes, or they, they come really bad. So he had this idea of creating these exercises and games. He had a background in improv theater, uh, amateur theater and improv. Before he became a doctor, uh, so he implemented these different exercises and games uh, that would stimulate and trigger laughter, and he introduced it, introduced this to his group, and pretty soon his group of ten grew into a group of over two hundred people, uh, and kind of really started from there. Um, so it's not really about you know doing stand up comedy, but using laughter as a way to connect with people. These clubs, which are all over the world. It really allowed people to kind of connect with each other through laughter. And that's you one know? of the reasons why we asked you to come on the show, because right. in the work that Hollis and I do, right. there's not a lot of happiness all the time. Right. We would love to get more involved. We're hoping we're going to be able to get some tips from you Absolutely. on bringing that back to our community. Absolutely. Um, so what right. are some concepts from the, the laughter club method? One of the concepts that I really focus on is there's something called the six practices of good hard living, which are different practices. So, for example, we go through different practices like Mondays are for compliments. Go around and give someone a compliment, you know, in the community or wherever you are. And the second one is well, let's let's hang on to that one for a minute. Yeah, that's really uh-huh. important. Yeah. So it starts with compliments. I like that because oftentimes we're walking around with this cloud around us. It reminds me of mm-hmm. was it Pigpen in the. Uh, 
the the peanuts cartoon where he's surrounded by the cloud of dust and dirt and right. sometimes that cloud for us is depression distress worry right. and i think a lot of the right. lot of the seniors in our communities walk around a lot of worry they worry about their kids they worry mm-hmm. about how they're going to pay their bills they mm-hmm. worry about themselves mm-hmm. their own health and especially if we lose someone in our community right. whether it's someone who passes or somebody moves out mm-hmm. and right. has to go to higher level of care Absolutely. they walk around with that so one way of doing that you're saying is to point out things that you know are compliments to someone right absolutely and you know and research has stated that people when you give other people compliments you feel better too yeah Uh too. it's a good conversation starter it makes someone feel immediately connected absolutely that's great i don't know you about you hollis but one of the easy ones for me in our community is when they come out of the um stylist shop when they get their hair done, always or at the hairdresser, and they feel so good about themselves, that is an easy target, yes. and be able to say, "Oh my gosh, I love your hair today," and they smile from ear to ear. Yeah, no, that's a wonderful idea. Absolutely. I mean, even the small things make a huge difference. We just kind of take that for granted. Another another practice is gratitude. Gratitude is a big oh, one too. Yeah. You know how important it is to be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. And that's um, more important than I think people realize, mm-hmm. to be grateful for things. When you think about things that you're thankful for, mm-hmm. it kind of shuts out the things mm-hmm. that you can worry about mm-hmm. and distress over, right? Absolutely. I think that's really important. Or doing, doing something like simple as you know, doing a journaling around things you're grateful for during your, your day or your week. Again, it shows that how important you know, that is when you write something down and, and writing something that you're grateful for during your week. Or, or during your day. Yes. You know, know? it's funny how the, the thank you card used to be a standard item in, in everyday mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. the thank you card, the written thank you has just gone away. And people right. really appreciate right. a thank you card, receiving it in the mail. I think Absolutely. even all our seniors love getting mail, not yeah. bills, mail. Mail, and not sure. email, and Absolutely. not email either. Mail. It's the old-fashioned handwritten down. note. Yeah. So what we have, and I don't know if you have anything like this in your community, we have a big board. It's like a whiteboard mm-hmm. in our resident resource room where residents can write a thank you note to a staff member mm-hmm. about something that they did that they appreciate. That's very and, nice. And we encourage them to do that. For our listeners, we hope that you'll take time. Who are you going to send a thank you note today? Yep. Who did something for you over the past seven days mm-hmm. Right. that... You keep thinking about picking up the phone and calling them or sending them an email, but mm-hmm. how about sitting down with uh, just some blank paper and envelopes and write some thank you notes with, with the handwritten cards? Yeah, right? and like you, what you were saying, Bill, that, that goes a long way. It really does. You've lost that personal touch in our society where we all, we're just so focused on emails and technology, and we forget that personal touch, that, that kind of personal connection through, through something like that. What else? You know, Another one is forgiveness and letting go of anger. And it's kind of because anger in a lot of ways, well, I think anyway, it's kind of a wasted kind of emotion. Things that happened to you during your life or during your week that made you really angry, kind of let go of that. Kind of think, you know, just kind of forgive the person or whatever that may situation might have been and just kind of let it go. Kind of create some really positive emotions around whatever you're doing, and I like that because you know, with forgiveness, a lot of sometimes people think, "Well, we have. I don't want to let them off the hook. I don't want to let mm-hmm. that person off the hook for what they did to me, whether mm-hmm. especially if it's in their past." Right. But I try to tell people, forgiveness is not for the other person; it's for you. That's right. And it's and it doesn't do anything for them. It's all mm-hmm. about you to let go. 
right. because that person, whoever did something to you, is still got mm-hmm. their claws into you by you allowing it to be there mm-hmm. um, by continuing to think about it and ponder it, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Does um, the Laughter Club yeah. meet in person or is it more of a virtual club? Ideally, it should be in person, mm. uh, but you no, know, through, through our COVID world right now, uh, a lot of it's been virtual, um, which is can be a bit challenging for sure. Now, you're coming to our community and you're going to be doing a workshop mm-hmm. at uh, yep. Evergreen Crossings. I would love it if you were, f- were to find a way to inspire them to start a laughter club. Absolutely. Um, within our community so they can, after you're gone, yep. they can get together and continue it moving Absolutely. because that'll push a lot of negativity out of their That's of right. their lives individually as well as within our community. That's right. That's right. And I, I think that's one of the goals I do when I go into a program or a facility or a community organization. You know, this is something you continue continue on your own. Without me being here, well, I'd rather be here. <laughs> well, we're, um, but, we're, you know, it's something that for me to teach them, for them to take away. We're talking with yeah. Trevor Smith, certified laughter leader mm-hmm. with Blue Sky Consulting. I did a reveal that you're coming to Evergreen Crossings to do a workshop. Uh-huh. If somebody wanted to reach out to you to find out how they can uh, get in touch with you to bring one of your laughter workshops to their place, how would they get in touch sure. with you? Sure. Uh, so my email is uh, tsmith, that's T-S-M-I-T-H, 9913 at gmail.com. Okay, yeah. and we're going. This show will be on our podcast site, and your contact information will also be there Terrific. next week, Terrific. so they can click on that link, uh, so they'll get in touch with you. All right, you gave us three. We got a few minutes left, but uh, give me a number four. Four would be weekends are for chocolates. <laughs> weekends are for chocolates. Yeah, so that's another thing I really focus on. So it's kind of like a uh, analogy of saying, "Be good to yourself." You know, treat yourself to something special, especially on weekends. Hang out with a friend you haven't seen for a while. Go to a movie you haven't seen for, you know, haven't, you know, just be good to yourself. Take a walk. Do a hobby you haven't done, you haven't ever done for, or haven't done for a while. Or try a new hobby. It's a great um, idea. Yeah. All those things are really, really good. I was really talking to a friend of mine on. once and she said, I just did something for myself. I bought new sheets for my bed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how right. simple that is, and exactly. something we need to do for ourselves. That's right. All right, give That's us a right. number five. Your number five would be flexibility. Being flexible. Being flexible. Yeah, being flexible. Trying new things. You know, go out to a go to a restaurant you've never gone to it before. Okay, so doing um, something different. Yeah, something yep. different. Or going and if you're a walker, try a different route in your in, when you walk. And, and you know what keeps exercise. us from doing that, I think, is yeah. is our comfort level. That's we right. want to be comfortable doing what we know, driving what the route we know, mm-hmm. hanging out with the people we know, and doing something different is uncomfortable. So That's breaking absolutely. that discomfort level. Absolutely. We're so programmed to do the same thing over and over again. It's right. really you know, good for your brain, too, to change yep. up um, a route that you're driving or change up even brushing your teeth with the opposite hand right. <laughs> actually does something for your brain. Yeah, it's really, you're exactly right. It's all about changing your mindset. So we hope yeah. our listeners will glean yep. something from this short conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, write some notes down. And remember, it's up to us to keep ourselves positive mm-hmm. and to realize how much humor can can dispel the cloud of worry and distrust and, and anger and everything. So really appreciate you coming on the show, Trevor. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. I really appreciate your time and, and uh, 
uh, sharing this. Well, you've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut. I'm Bill Corbett from Evergreen Crossings Retirement, and I'm Hollis Hartman from Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk. Join us on the air every Saturday morning at eight thirty, or listen to our podcast online at Senior Living CT. And that's seniorliving-ct.com. Now, if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to feature on future shows, email us at seniorlivingct at gmail.com or call us at 860-327-8899.